Hello, James here, and welcome to the James Cast. Every week, I get together with some really incredible people, and we put together a set of podcasts. We put them out under the brand Podaholics, and I like to grab bits of them and throw them here into the James Cast for you to also enjoy. Here you go with a really, really fun conversation with La Ruche. She a really incredible career, actually, because she started off as a flight attendant, wanted to be a flight attendant and couldn't actually get started, then became one, did the whole travel and live in the skies for many, many years, and then decided, hey, you know what? I want to follow my other passion, music, and finally cut the cord and did it. Now she's a musician. What a wonderful conversation. You're going to love it. From Potaholics, right here on the James Cast. Enjoy. Hello, my name's James Pikeway, and welcome to Catching Up, a Potaholics podcast. In this episode, I'm speaking with Laura Daniela Ruchenko, aka La Ruche. Laura and I met virtually, we think, five, maybe seven years ago when she was flying as crew on an A380. And Captain Steve Braden heard her talking about music and said, hey, you need to talk to James. She was doing covers back then. Couldn't get her on our weekday wind-up of music show that I was doing on Dubai Eye. But we did manage to sit down and talk today about her brand new EP. Talked about her influences. We talked about music. We talked about her life. We talked about living in Dubai. We talked about going from being cabin crew to a full-time musician. And it's all coming up right now from the Rove Hotel podcast suite. This is Catching Up with Laura Daniela Ruchenko, La Ruche. It's kind of, it just becomes kind of fun. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's just a fun conversation and away we go. And it's just, you know, enjoy, enjoy it. And you might want to get a little bit closer to the mic. I think it likes All it right. when, I think it likes it when we're, we're close. Like that. Yeah. That sounds excellent. And, okay. and aside from that, it's just, and, and, and by the way, as we're talking, unlike radio, uh-huh. if there's anything and anywhere that you want to sort of take off to and you say, oh, you know, I want to, I, I got this great idea. Just, just go for it. Just, just talk and I'll, right. I'll wind us back in and wind us back out and possibly play uh, a tune or two just, or parts of them anyway, just to have a, a little bit of a conversation. Cause that's always fun. And, and uh, yeah, that's sort of, you can let this go. Time. <laughs> he's had, he has his mask hanging from his hand <laughs> you know I made them but at the same time it's like that's what you gotta do that's what you gotta do alright let's do it well, it, it, this is this is a lot of fun. It is fairly early in the morning, and I am sitting here catching up with La Ruche, which is really incredible because we go back actually. Yes. And this was this was kind of neat with Captain Steve Braden. Yes. Drop me an email. And it, how long do you think that was? Eight, nine years uh, ago? No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that far um, ago. It was, I think, around four, five, four, five, five, five years. years. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't start doing my own music by that time. Um, 
So I was just doing covers and so I- So sing- you, you, were, you were singing, you were, which yeah. you are, you're a singer and you were doing, co- and I remember you sent me a cover, mm-hmm. it was great. And you yeah. said, hey, I got some stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. And what do you think? And, and Captain Steve, who, which is pretty incredible, right? So I think he's wandering back from the cabin of an A380. Mm-hmm. He somehow discovers you're doing some music. He's <laughs> listening to it. And, and did he go get his guitar? Because he's quite the guitarist. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Well, you know what? Maybe he mentioned that, but you know, yeah. my memory after flying for so many years is gone. <laughs> so, side effects. Yeah, a lot of side effects from that. But um, yeah, at that time I recorded a, a cover from Joe Stone, which is one of yeah. my favorite singers as well. And, um, you know, I was just trying to get it out there and stuff. But I understand, that, you know, obviously you can't play those kind of covers in the radio and stuff. So I was like, okay, I need to work on my own music. I need to do this. So um, I started like here in Dubai. I I used to sing, you know, since I was maybe 14 or 15 years old. I never knew I could sing before. Um, What made you you decide to just sort of take it beyond your bedroom? So um, it was funny because when I was, you know, singing by myself or with my friends or whatever, they were like, you need to do something about this. Like you actually sound good. <laughs> and I was like, are you for real? Like, no, you're kidding. Uh-huh. And um, they were like, no, it's good. And then I started like, you know, singing in bands in school, in high school. Uh-huh. And um, I had before- Favorite song, favorite song in a band? Oh, um, I used to play Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, really? <laughs> and ACDC, but I wasn't yeah. good at it. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had, uh, first I started doing like a, uh, like a, you know, a backup singer, but um, yeah, I would say like a backup singer in um in a metal band, which is not my style at all. Uh-huh. But I guess you know when you're younger, you need to explore and you need to just. So this is like 15 years old. This yeah, I think he was back it in was Argentina. Actually earlier it was back like 14 years. Yeah, okay. back in Argentina, and I remember my poor dad. Like I was telling him like, <laughs> Dad, I'm gonna go and you know um, like rehearse with the guys, and the guys were waiting for me in the car. They were like all these long hair man you know <laughs> with the metal in the, in the blood and they were like tattoos on their knuckles and stuff like yeah. that like all the classics yeah yeah and my dad was like oh my god like where is she going now because it's like I, I was sort of like a black sheep you know um I've always wanted to be in the art side always music and fashion yeah. and my dad was a doctor okay. so he he was a biochemic so, so I was wondering where did he go wrong yeah what <laughs> happened my sister is a veterinarian okay you know and like they're all kind of like you know doctors and and those kind of stuff and I was like hey I want to be a dancer I want to be a singer I want to be a fashion designer I want to be everything that you know I could um yeah, so I started with bands and, oh, sorry. It's <laughs> music. <laughs> That's, I'm making music in the moment with my own rings. Um, so, yeah, I started like, you know, with bands, rock bands, and in high school, you know, playing ACDC, yeah. Guns N' Roses, uh, Pink Floyd. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I have to say I wasn't good at that because, you know, again, I was exploring my own, like, style and stuff, yeah. so... And then uh, I discovered blues and jazz, and I fell in love with it. So, at what, at what point did you discover these other these other genres of music? And at what point did you say to yourself, "You know what? I've got a story to tell myself, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to put it down on paper." Well, I mean, it's weird because when I was younger, um, 
obviously in Argentina you don't listen to much blues and anything you know you just listen to Latin that's, music that's flamenco and tango and that tango kind of stuff, yeah. yes uh, but for me when I used to like listen to the radio or uh, even MTV um, or it was BH1 right yeah, yeah. and um, I used to listen to like great singers and stuff and I was like I actually don't like uh, music in Spanish much I really yeah I mean I I do appreciate it. Um, like uh, there are some singers like Sabina. Uh, there are singers in Argentina like Fido Paez. I really like those. Um, I like Alejandro Sanz as well. Okay. Um, but I'm not a fan to sing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know those kind of like things that you would like listen to, but you wouldn't sing to. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's not like a passion that I have to sing to those songs. But then when I discover Ada James and Nina Simone and Aretha Franklin, and I was like, what is this? Oh my God, you know, where has this been all my life? And, um, and my mom used to tell me like, where do you get this music from? Like, why are you listening to this? And then, um, and you know, I so just- So where, where, where were you getting the music from? You're, you're in Buenos Aires, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're going to the music store or is there, are we talking, you know, under, underground music distribution or? No, um, to be honest, I had, uh, all my friends that were music musicians okay. back home. So uh, I got to, you know, get into more like music that was in mainstream and stuff. Obviously, when I was younger, I used to love Britney Spears yeah. and Christina Aguilera. I still love Christina Aguilera. I think she's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think it was mostly, there was a radio station back home. It was called Aspen Classic that um, my mom used to listen to it all the time. They used to play all this, all these, you know, all this mm. music, like old music. And uh, it was beautiful, beautiful. I will spend, you know, hours listening to Aspen Classic. And my mom was like, what's wrong with this child? <laughs> you know, because like that kind of, like, yeah, that kind of music was for old people, you yeah, know, yeah. for grown ups. And usually uh, like at my age, I will be listening to other kind of songs or, you know, dancing to, I don't know, uh, the, the you know more mainstream music yeah, yeah. but yeah I started like that and then uh, I realized that you know I, it was it was something different it wasn't like um, I wasn't into uh, Latin or um, much pop you know mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's so then things kind of take a change you you finish school and then you ended up working in the UAE mm -hmm. you worked at Emirates yeah. So, uh, so how, how did that go from coming from Argentina to the UAE? So when I finished high school, I told my dad I wanted to take a sabbatic year, which okay. he hated it. Of course, of course. Every parent does that. I'm a parent. Yeah. My, my kids say, I want to, I want to take a leap year or a gap year. They call it gap years in the U.S. Oh, really? Uh, or, you know, I want to take a sabbatical. I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm worried you won't go back. Yeah, exactly. But I, I told my dad, look, I want to do this for myself. I want to do what I really love, which is, you know, I wanted to take this dance lessons. It wasn't dance. It was more, more like a burlesque style okay. where you dance and sing and act at the same time. So you have like, you know, we did a, an opening in the theater and we were like singing and acting. And then all the girls were like laying the floor and I was up there singing. It was like, yay, this is my time. <laughs> um, but so I did that. And I remember when I told my dad what I was going to do, he, he was like, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> and no. I said, I don't care. I'll pay for myself. So I worked like I did, you know, 
like these small jobs and I was doing like promote like promoter jobs okay. you know like yeah. in the supermarket also you're the person who's promoting the, the cheese or here try oh, yeah. try the maggie soup or oh, yeah oh that that's horrible it was oh, oh. horrible <laughs> I, the I, good I, thing about it is that i got to get a lot of things <laughs> i i you know got some chocolate for myself i used to do baileys as well okay so um i was you know giving baileys in the supermarket and then i, I was like taking some for myself as well <laughs> But it was fun. I met a lot of people. Um, so I could pay for, you know, those uh, classes that were a bit expensive. Yeah. Even the suit that I had to wear, um, you know, in the theater, I did it by myself. Like I, I did it by hand wow. because I didn't have the money to buy a new suit. All my, my you know, my mates from, from the same course, they, they could do it. So they had the nice stockings and mm. nice stuff. And I had no stockings at all because... They were expensive and I was, you know, a bit depressed and my, um, I remember my coach was like, you don't need stockings. You can do it without <laughs> stockings. Anyways. Uh, See, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a huge thing, right? Because constantly first you had your, your, your parents who were kind of going, they were a little iffy yeah. and then you get into a situation where you're with your, your peers mm -hmm. and it's all a head game, isn't it? When we start talking about the arts and we dancing and mm -hmm. singing and self-confidence. Yeah. You're it's looking a lot around. Of work. It's, you're looking around and it's the stockings that are doing your head in when it's, you know, hold on a second. The stockings basically keep everything in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it makes things not to move, right? Yeah. Um, but at that time I was young, so there was not much moving. <laughs> um, so then after that, um, I, you know, I started doing the, the, the um, like a cabin crew course okay. because again, my dad there's told a, there's me. There's a course for that? There is a course okay. back home, yeah. Okay. And my dad told me the best way to travel was to get paid for it. Right. So I said, all right, let's do it. And uh, you know, I mean, I wanted to travel as well at the same time yeah. as uh, doing music or dancing or everything, but I wanted to explore the world. And mostly to be honest with you, get out of Argentina because I love my country, but at the same time, I felt like there was not many possibilities for me that time. So I said, look, if I can get a better chance, I will take it. Yeah. And after the, the course, um, I remember I applied once when I was 18 to this um, um, airline. And because I was young, I was too young, they, they told me, come back when you're 21. Okay. And so I did. I went back when I was 21. Literally, and when I was 18, I didn't even pass. The, like, I, I, was, I entered and they were like, how old are you? I was like, 18. They were like, go home. <laughs> so um, It's depressing. You yeah. must, must have been like, oh no, what am yeah. I going to do? Yes. And I did a lot of other interviews with other airlines because, again, I wanted to travel. Yeah. And I didn't have the money to do it. So, um, and it's funny because the first time I put a foot on a plane was when I came to Dubai to work yeah. as a stewardess. So you've never flown before? I Once when I was like four years old, wow. you know, but imagine if I was scared of planes or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the complete unknown. Like you do all the training, yeah, yeah. you're applying for these jobs, but you've never actually been on a plane. Mm -hmm. except, wow. That's incredible. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So at 21, I went to the interview. They, they do interviews everywhere in the world. And one of those places was um, Argentina. So they do the interview in uh, the province of Rosario. And um, the, yeah, so I went there and I remember I went with a friend. We went on a bus for mm -hmm. one day. So literally just sleep in the bus, going to the interview and going back because again, there was no money for a hotel. So yeah. we literally went and come and like went back on the same day. So then I got 
you know, I got to the first stage, and then I got to the second, and then the final interview and everything. So, it, you know, it, I had, it, was, it was a long process, but I got it at the end. And it was, you know, most people are like, it's like the, the dream job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I did it for almost 10 years. It's, it's hard work though, isn't it? Like there's the whole other side mm -hmm. when we fly and we see the cabin crew yeah. and you know, you're, you're slinging meals and stuff out, but that's just a real small part of mm -hmm. what you do. There's all the safety aspects oh, and yeah. you know, it, we rely on you for when nothing happens and you want a boring flight, but all the little things, even that we never hear about, you know, the people who are choking, the people who have, have, mm -hmm. have, have, have health issues and you have to deal with all that. I've seen everything in the plane. Yeah. I have to say like, I have so many stories, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, I mean, you, you can see everything. You can see like people literally getting into a new relationship oh, just man. in the plane because they just met and, you know, wow. and you see all the process and you're like, wow, this yeah. is happening. Um, you know, famous people, um, they're like, because I started, obviously you start an economy, then you go to business class, you know, after yeah. a few years you you know, you scale your, your exactly. Yeah. So I worked my way up to first class because um, I didn't want to be uh, like a senior in the sense of like having people in charge. Okay. Because I always been a person like I do my job and then I leave. You know, I'm like, yeah. look, I don't bother anyone, but don't bother me. <laughs> so so how, so when you're 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 going through the ranks, ten years mm -hmm. in the airline. How, how did that play with your music career and your music ambitions? Yeah. So. Um, I was writing music on the plane. Imagine this. Oh, really? Yes. So you're not allowed to have your phone in your pocket, but I'm going to say this. I always have my phone in my pocket because <laughs> you can say that now because I'm gone. <laughs> so what, so what kind of phone did you, cause I'm just, I mean, I've seen the flight crews, mm -hmm. you know, and you're, you're constantly changing out on things. So yes. what kind of phone were you using? iPhone? Uh, yeah, just okay. an iPhone. So just, just had it nicely yeah. tucked away. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you have the, <laughs> the jacket when you're, uh, before you take off and then after takeoff, you will put your, uh, waistcoat on. Okay. So, uh, I will put my phone on my waistcoat because I never knew when the experience will come. Uh, Sometimes I was like serving someone and suddenly I'm like, Oh my God. And so I had to run literally to the bathroom to record myself, <laughs> you know? So I have a little recording, like an app for recording. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like singing on the phone, like just recording a song because it came out of nowhere or writing, you know, I was, uh, I don't know, doing any, doing something or sometimes you have like dead time as well on the plane, you okay. know, when everybody ate and mostly in first class, if everybody ate and stuff, you have nothing to do. Right. Um, maybe gossip with your, you know, colleagues, but I mean, that's, yeah. that's something that it, it get old. Well, and, and you change colleagues, right? It's not like you fly with the same yeah, crew you, all the time. So. It's like working with different people every single day of your life. It's, it's I couldn't do it. Very, it's very, uh, I mean, stressful in one point, like, Look, it's good in the sense that if you don't like someone, yeah. you don't have to see them ever again. Okay. But if you do yeah. like someone, then it's like, oh, I have to like, you know, meet all over again people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you fly with people and you don't see them ever. Like really? that's it. Wow. You know, it, we were so many. So yeah, I was like, sometimes so you'd, you'd have your phone, you'd get some inspiration. Mm -hmm. You just, so you, you just kept creating music. Yeah. I kept creating when it was uh, mostly working okay. uh, <laughs> because I, you know, I would be working, uh, walking on the cabin and suddenly like, na, 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 na. I had a tune in my head or, yeah. uh, or I started just 
you know, singing, you know, when you just like sing any words, I'm like, actually, this sounds nice. Okay, I need to write it down. So I write it down, but at the same time, I need to record it because I put the melody on it. Yeah. So I could have, you know, the written lyrics, but if I don't put a melody on it, then I will forget what I did. Right. It's like, you know, so when you have a- voice memos. Yeah, you know, when you have a, a dream that you forget, like, you know, sort of like the whole thing of what you dreamt, but you don't really know how to put it in words. Yeah. So this is, Sometimes it happens to me that I, I am even singing on my dreams and I made a nice song and then I'm like, jeez, I, I, how to, how was that song that I was dreaming of? And I, you know, I just lose it. So yeah. I learned to have my phone always with me and a notebook. So whenever inspiration comes, I just write something. I, I'm curious and, and you might not have a number for this, but I, I recently heard a, a number for taylor swift of all people the number of voice memos she has on her phone i guess i guess she posted something and okay. it showed the number of voice memos she has which is essentially what you're what you're doing uh -huh. it's like 800 oh wow of these things 800 and change how, how many of these things do you i don't do? have i don't think i have a number of it no? but it we're, we're getting a number we, we, we've got your research assistant here <laughs> yeah no i think because i have a lot of things mixed up okay but i'm guessing maybe a hundred or something yeah, that's a lot that's great yeah i mean but also i delete a lot because okay. i'm very self like i'm my worst enemy i have to say like 200 so okay pretty, that's wow incredible yeah even you're surprised <laughs> yeah is it, so how do you deal with the self-doubt of oh this isn't good enough or oh. because i'm certain that when you sing some of these melodies they're they're good enough um i mean no <laughs> not all of them are good um i'm i have good self-esteem but at the same time i always feel like i can be better i think yeah. i always think that a good artist you know it, the ego shouldn't like in the moment that you have a big ego you you're not a, a self-conscious artist you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i always think that you need to there is some way always a, a place for like making it better mm -hmm. you know for um yeah for working it working in a way that sounds better it, it, so it's like i love my album and i love what it came from it and i always think even like another way to do it, yeah. you know, it's like, um, it, it's like it never ends, yeah. you know, yeah. but I think that's good in a certain point because it's like, I know that I'm going to get better only with time and I'm not going to settle with, you know, small potatoes or small things that I think that they are good enough because I, feel, I always feel like I'm not good enough, <laughs> but luckily I have a husband that he always cheers me up. So he always keeps me, does you know, he, does he ever listen to some of the music and say, yeah, I don't like that too. No, no, never. He loves it. <laughs> he listens to my songs more than I do. <laughs> he, he, every day, he, he listens to the songs every day. And sometimes I'm in the car, I'm like, stop that. Like, <laughs> I heard that before. I want to hear something else. But um, I'm working on new music as well. I'm, I'm working always on new songs. So hopefully, um, I'm guessing the new weeks so will get a, ten a new years, tune. 10 years in the air. You're mm. constantly writing and, and creating. When did the idea of your first album come to your mind? When did you realize, okay, I've got to, I got to put some of the, I got to get these tracks down. Yeah. Um, I have to say, like, I have to thank everything to my vocal coach, Annabelle, because 
when I started, so um, when and I was- is Annabelle here in Dubai? Yes, so um, when I started, you know, taking some vocal lessons, just because you need to have a coach, you yeah. know, lessons doesn't mean that you need to learn how to sing. Uh, it, it means that you need to someone to tell you where you're going, if it's okay, if you're hitting the notes. Sometimes you just don't hear yourself yeah. in the sense of like, what you're doing right or wrong you need someone to tell you and to guide you so, so um, how, how does annabelle help you when you're when you're working on a song like for instance i i you know before as we get going uh i i was as we were sitting down mm -hmm. i i clicked on one of this tune and you said oh this is my favorite another another love yeah uh this is one of my favorites i have to say my favorite is feathers because it's very strong i love that song as well it I will tell you the story of that song. So, but first, before we get yes. there, so this is you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can't hear anything. I love it. So, it's beautiful. It's Thank absolutely you. beautiful. Thank you. So what would Annabelle help you with on this song? So basically at the beginning, this wasn't my first single. My first single was Slow It Down. Yes. And when I started with her, the first day I had my singing lesson, she uh, she said, just sing something, you know, just to see, you know, your, your vocal. I need to see the color of your voice and stuff and where you at. So I don't know which song I did. I think... I think I did uh, Feeling Good or something like that. Yeah. And she was like, you don't need classes. You need to be performing right now. And and I was like, and Was no. that like, okay? Or, or was that like absolute fear came into your body? No, no, no. She, she was like, you know, it, it was for me, it was uh, good to hear from someone that has so much experience, right? Yeah. Because again, I'm always self-doubt and like, am I good enough? Am I going to do it well? I'm always like that. So um, she, you know, she push me always she is great in that sense and so we started working we started you know working with the vocal lessons yeah. and she said that I have a, a different voice she said that a different uh, voice yeah she said and that she meant that in a good way though in a good way um and she said why don't you try to you know work on your own songs and write your own music and I've always wanted to, but I've never had that push. You know what I mean? Like I never had someone to tell me like, you have to do this. Your husband's sitting here. He's going, I've been pushing you all the, all the time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I think I started, I started the, the vocal lessons before I met him. So hmm. <laughs> anyways, so um, I wrote slow it down and he, she has a friend that he's a musician, Arnold. He's my music producer right now. He lives in Philippines though, he's not here. And um, so when he heard what I had, he got really excited and he wanted to work with me. He's a- This is slow it down. That's yeah. slow it down, there we go. It's very kinda gritty. Yes. It's very sexy, this song, I have to say. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, of the burlesque dancing here. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, so this was uh, my first single, but it wasn't the first song, that, the, the first song I wrote. Uh -huh. The first song I wrote was uh, Nothing Feels the Same. Uh, but yeah, Slow It Down was my first single. So uh, we started working on the songs and stuff. She will help me how to develop, you know, the, 
the passion in the songs and and I wrote the lyrics I wrote everything so once we got that she will help me how to uh, work on the song it's like I always say making love to the song okay. you know you need to know the song and make it in a way that you can do it upside down do you know what I mean like yeah. anyway anywhere so um, she helped me with that. Arnold uh, helped me with the music, and uh, he has a band, so he put everything together. And that was the first single. And then I was like, all right, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep doing it. Great band. Yes, amazing. And you so the, so the band's all in the Philippines? Yes. But I will tell them, like, I want a guitar here, I want a sax here, I want yeah. this and that. And, you know, if there was some sounds that I didn't like or that I didn't want in there, I will tell them to um, to change it or to put something else or to take it out. I wanted something more organic. I don't want something yeah. more, you know, it's sort of like mainstream where you have uh, a lot of sounds that don't come from, from a real instrument. I yeah. wanted something organic, uh, sounds that come from real instruments because... I have the, you know, I want to play my own songs in a band mm -hmm. and uh, I want to be able to do that. So if you have, you know, a lot of weird sounds coming in and coming out, <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want that. I want something more old style. Mm -hmm. And he got what I wanted. You know, he, he understands me. He, we work really well together. Have you ever, have you ever met him in, in person? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he came to Dubai uh, many times. And when he came to Dubai, the first time that I met him, we started, like, I have my book of lyrics that he always tell me, don't ever lose this book because this is one I'm worth. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be really good in the future. Yeah. So I have my book of lyrics and he came to my house and we just started jamming. He, he said, okay, you know what, just sing. And he had a guitar and so we just started jamming and I was singing and he was playing and he was like, wow, what's going on? He is so good. Mm -hmm. Like we you have to connect with your musicians, you know, yeah. and um, we connected so great. He's amazing. And so I remember we did in that time, we managed to create feathers just with a guitar. And um, so if you want, I can tell you the story of feathers. So let me just play a little bit of feathers just to... Oh, yeah. The Yeah, I see you really getting into it there. I love it. <laughs> it's really, it's it's really a sassy song yeah, in a sense, yeah. isn't it? It's like, mm -hmm. but the guitars, as you said. Oh my god, it's so good. I wanted something like that, and I I love the music when it develops. You know, when it just like you can feel different vibes, and it it goes you know harder, and then it just soft. It's like yeah. it makes you feel a lot of things. When I'm singing my own songs, I sweat a lot, <laughs> I have to say, because it's like, it's so many things going on, you know? Um, so the story of this song, um, I wrote it, basically this is my, my living off the job that I was doing. Okay. This is my exit. You know, this talks about flying and how I get out of that to become something else. Ah. So it's a transition. It's a transi this is your story song. It's yes. sort of like, how do I go from, mm -hmm. as, you, as you just said, how do I go from working in, in the cabin crew to living my music? Yeah, so living if, the dream. If you listen to the lyrics, 
the lyrics talk about hanging in the wings. If if you're if you're like uh, in and the and the aviation industry, you will know that hang your wings means stop flying. Yeah. So it says I'll hang my wings and fly high, sort of like I'll fly higher than on a plane, you know, because I'll fo sort of like follow my dreams. Yeah. And uh, it also says talks about getting high. But that's something else, <laughs> uh, because it's something you know when you're working as in aviation, you can't yeah. take anything. Yeah. So it's sort of like you know, fly high, get high. Okay, this rhymes is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it talks about uh, it says kiss my red my red lips, cause I'll be gone. And we used to wear red lips as, as part of our uniform. Yeah. So it's like, kiss me before I'm gone, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and says, uh, I'm going to color my hair pink. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, take this badge off, which is, the, you know, your name badge. So yeah. I'm going to take this badge off. I'm going to color my hair, my hair pink because I always wanted to have my hair pink and you couldn't do that I couldn't do it. Yeah. So the first thing I did was literally cutting all my hair, like from, from the bottom, I, I literally... I had like maybe what one one millimeter of hair, two millimeters of hair, and then on the top. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, and then on the top I had all pink, yeah. and it was awesome. That's so awesome. and then yeah, and then I did my nose ring because I always wanted it as well, but I couldn't have it. So it was like a lot of things that. Um, it's like so, so liberating. I mean, hey, oh it's God, a great. Yeah. It was a great career. Mm -hmm. you know, let's not knock it. But there's so many. I I think people don't realize that you know from weight from the way you look the all the aesthetics mm -hmm. there's so many restrictions yeah. and that means that there are things you can't do many things so i mean especially if you're a person like that you're an artist you know yeah. if you if you express yourself with the way you with the way you dress with the way you look and um you know, I think well, hair and, and you, makeup. And you make your own clothes and you be, you know, yes. bedazzle your own uh -huh. your own clothes and suddenly I, you can't do that. Exactly. So for me, looking like everybody else in a uniform was a killer. <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I used to love the job when I started and yeah. it was great. I learned so much. I made so many friends. I appreciate that job because if it wasn't too. because of that, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have met my amazing team that I have right now, Annabelle, uh, and Arnold and my my video team, you know, like I wouldn't have everything I have. I'm really, really, you know, uh, great, like grateful and, and glad I did it. At the same time, there are many things I was like, you know, craving to do. And I wanted yeah. to, again, like have my own um, expression when it comes to my makeup, when it comes to right. the way of dressing and everything. It's and a, little, a little Amy Winehouse with your, uh, your, yeah. your, your I, eyes today. I love it. And <laughs> the thing is, w when I used to go to work, I wouldn't put even makeup on. I was just, you know, putting a little bit of my eyelashes and the red yeah. lips and that's it. I was like, this is it, <laughs> you know, but I got told off many times because I love um, white hair, you know, like right. really platinum blonde. You're not allowed? You're not allowed. Uh -huh. And I did it anyways. So um, I got told off many times. And once I got pulled out of a flight, like they, no. they yeah, they literally, <laughs> they were like, you're not flying like this. So um, yeah. That's so what did you end up doing? Redying your hair then? I had to call someone to come to my house and, and do my hair a little bit yellowish like the way, like they want something that is more normal, you know, okay. that is more natural. Yeah. There's nothing natural about ye yellow hair, <laughs> but <laughs> I had to do it anyways. Um, so yeah, they don't want to see roots and anything. So now I'm like, yeah, now I have roots, now I have white hair and I'll put it pink anytime I want, you yeah. know? So it's, yeah. um, it is, 
a very tough decision as well. Well, I mean, it's a career, right? It's and, a career. And you have a steady paycheck. Oh, yeah. That's and something that I miss. <laughs> being an artist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And hey, you know, you, you resigned your job. You, you know, it, it's, it, you're moving on right at a very precarious time, right around yes. COVID kicked in. Yeah. So I've been planning to resign for many years. Right. And for some reason, you know, it was just like, oh, but what do I do with my visa? What do I do with this, yeah. my rent? And then so we said, okay, you know what? Let's get married. I mean, we wanted to, but we had to do it before we wanted to. Right. And so we got married in Seychelles and, um, you know, just to have... Was you this know, on a support. flight, by the way? Did, were you doing a flight that uh, to the Seychelles? No, 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 but we went for a day. <laughs> okay. We went for a day, literally. One day. And I'm going to tell you something. This is like, since the 2020 started, oh my God, everything happened. So we got married on the 20th of December and everything was amazing, whatever. We came back and obviously I... I missed the flight. It's not that I missed it. The, the flight was full and I had, yeah. um, you know, the tickets from like a uh, staff ticket. Right. So you're kind of standby. So I, yeah, exactly. I was standby and I couldn't make it to the flight. So I had to, like, I had an absence on my job because I couldn't wow. make it. So I was like, I managed, you know, I uh, sent a message to my manager. I was like, look, I know I'm going to get an absence and this and that, but I'm not making it to the next flight because I, I can't make it. Yeah. Right. So when I go back to Dubai, I was going to go for my next flight. And that's when I got pulled out, out of, you know, uh, they literally removed me from uh, the flight. I was going to Portugal at that time and because my hair was too white. So they took me out. So I had two absences. Two absences in a row. And what do you, what do you allow? Three and then you're, you're out? No, uh, oh. no, 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 not necessarily. Okay. But um, I had a good record anyways. I mean, uh, sort of. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I always did my job right. Okay. Uh, Except for the phone. Yeah, but they didn't see me anyway. So it was just for recording myself and that's it. Um, so I had two absences in a row. And then after like a week or so, we received the news that all our wedding pictures were lost. Oh, no. Yeah. So. Maybe they lost, it was on, devastating. lost on the memory stick, lost on the memory card. They, yes. Oh, probably the unformatted memory card or something. I don't know why I the know, guy so. did, but I yeah. was like, this is not happening. I w- yeah. It was like the worst day, you know? Oh my God. I, I had like, I cried for two days in a row. And, um, so after that we were like, okay, you know what? It's just photos. Let's take them again. Whatever. Um, most about the photos, is, you know, the, mem- the memories and yeah, stuff that it's that moment, right? All yeah, those I mean, we shots. flew all the way to Seychelles yeah. and it was so Who nice. Does that? Who does that? <laughs> It was, you, you guys did. It was super nice. It was just the thing is, it's very quick. The, yeah. You know, the system there is very quick. So that's why we did it. So um, after that, we had every like legal paper for me to resign and to be like practicing more and releasing more songs and, you know, being performing, ready, right? performing. Yeah. And uh, so we said, okay, so I resign. I can spend a few months, you know, just to get ready and stuff. And then I'll just go ahead and start performing in bars and, you know, hotels, events, whatever it is, shows. And everything shut down because of the COVID. Oh, so, man. yeah. So as, as a performer, Fun. as an artist, this is deadly. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone yeah. I know in the industry, this is this was a deadly moment because yes. it's it's a full reset, and a big piece of what you do is not only recording, but also you want to perform, as Annabelle said, and yes. as others said, you need to perform. Yes, 
And I think, you know, mostly like you gain your fans by performing. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's not much about uh, the music that you put out there. It's more about performing and stuff. Um, and I have to say, I'm thankful. I did a few performances already, you know, in Dubai. I perform in Argentina, in Berlin, and in Brazil. So I'm- um, What was the response? Must have been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they loved it. Yeah, and that's why I keep on doing it. Because if you, you know, people come to you and be like, um, all right, like, you, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> you know, if people tell me that, then I will be like, I'll think twice. But most of them, you know, loved it. And yeah. obviously you're going to have people that like more of that style of music, you know. But uh, overall, the answer always have been great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so with this COVID starting and everything, I said, okay, what, what should I do now? You know, because as an artist, I need to reinvent myself and I need to create, I need to keep going. So uh, me and my husband, we started playing every single night for 30 consecutive days, like nonstop. And uh, we did Instagram lives. Uh, we did a song per night okay, just to accompany people, you know, they were in the house and yeah. uh, we had some friends as well that, you know, were infected. So they had the COVID and stuff. Oh man. So yeah. Have they recovered okay? Or yeah, they no, they're fine. They're fine because, you know, most of them are young, so yeah. it, it was all good. So we wanted to, how, you know, however we could to give them something from, you know, yeah. to, I don't know, to look forward to every night. And so we would play a song every night and uh, it was nice. I would wear wigs, you know, I love wigs. <laughs> okay. So cool. for some reason I have, mm, I don't know how many wigs I have at home. Everybody asks me how many wigs you have. I have 10. 10 wigs. Where'd you get them? All over the world. Like I, I know a place in Dubai. Okay. After this, you're going to tell yeah, me. Over by the clock tower. There's oh, a wig yeah. shop. Purple ones. It's, they're beautiful. Oh, nice. Yeah. Right by the clock tower. Easy to find. I'm going <laughs> to, he's like, don't tell her, don't tell her she will go after this. Um, I have a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I so was put like, on wigs and I put on wigs because I think it's, you know, it's fun. And also not only to, to listen to it's fun to watch. Yeah. So we, but I guess it's a new identity, right? Yeah. It's like an alter ego, I guess, you know, um, <laughs> I have to talk about Foxy now. She's my alter ego. Um, <laughs> Foxy. Foxy. <laughs> Yeah, so well, um, she's in she's in quite a few of your songs, Foxy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> she she appears and then she disappears and depends on you know the the the, uh, the groove of the song. Um, so like if we were gonna do some songs like Tennessee Whiskey, I would dress up like a cowboy girl, a cowgirl, you know, and he yeah, would dress okay. up as a cow a cowboy. Okay, so cool. it was fun, and uh, I remember once we did um, a song from Britney Spears. And you know that uh, baby one more time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the video is, is like she is in the school and you know and yeah, and yeah. then she's dancing with this cool uniform. So literally we dress up as if we were in the school and we put a ring, being like, oh, it's time to go to class, you know. And we have backpacks and stuff. So it, you know it was fun for people. The performance was wasn't really good, but uh, the I, overall it was good. You, you were using what you had available, yeah, right? Yeah. So um. And then, um, yeah, so we were featured on the, um, on the radio. On Business Breakfast. Yes. Because of that, because of the, um, the balcony singers, mm -hmm. it was a balcony got talent. Yeah. So we got featured there. Uh, we used to go to the balcony as well, playing a few songs and, and people from, you know, the, the compound, they were like, Hey, we love this, this too. You know, we, I thought sometimes we were a bit annoying. So 
<laughs> I was like, shall we keep on doing this or not? Because a few people don't want to listen to me. A few yeah. people just want to sleep, <laughs> you know, take their own naps. And um, but it was it was great. Uh, so that was you know my experience in in quarantine. Yeah. And then uh, so before that, we wanted to um, to release the album. I mean, that becomes a big conversation, doesn't it? Do we mm-hmm. release it? Do we not release exactly. it now in quarantine? How are we going to promote it? How are we going to play it? How, you know, all of the things that follow, you know, put an album out, mm-hmm. hit some of the clubs, hit some of the different venues here, yeah. uh, venues around the world, possibly mount a little bit of a tour, all of those things. Like that's the classic way mm-hmm. to start working with the distribution and, and promotion of an album. COVID turns yeah. that all on its head. It, it was crazy. So yeah, we had the album ready to uh, to be released on March because uh, my last day in uh, the company was in March third. Okay. So after that, we said, okay, um, we'll do. You know, we did a little brunch for our sort of wedding that people couldn't be there because we got married by ourselves in Seychelles. Yeah. So we did a little brunch uh, with family, and then after that, we said, okay, we'll do a um, album release party. And, um, you know, we couldn't do the album release party and I had all the tracks ready. I, everything was ready. And, um, and then I said, that's, I mean, that's, that, that has to start eating you up inside. It's like, we've done all this work, we've done Uh all this stuff and it's not our fault. Exactly. This is out of our control. And we needed to do the album art as well, which is, we needed to do, um, you know, the photos for the album. And because of the COVID, I couldn't take pictures because there was no photographers that will come to your house or anything. Yeah. So I had like almost everything ready, but I couldn't release it somehow. So uh, we had to wait until uh, we could, you know, visit people and have people around and stuff. So I took the pictures and then I released it the next day. I was so excited. I know it, it's not the way you release an <laughs> album. You should do a lot of other things, but I was like, I need to do this now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, we released it and it was great. I mean, I, I love the album. Um, so now we are practicing to get it all ready and see if we can perform in places. Excited. What's re- what's the response being at this point? I mean, you, you're everywhere. Like, you know, you've got portions of it on YouTube. It's on Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's in iTunes. What, what are people saying? Um, well, the response is, it's great. I mean, yeah. honestly, I thought I was going to get, uh, you know, you always get haters everywhere. Yeah, haters yeah. are going to hate, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to ignore those, but you just don't read that stuff. I think haters are also your fans. <laughs> well, it, it, for someone to hate you, they have to listen to you. Yeah. And I'm always going, you know, it, it, days on the radio, I mean, you were on, you were at Dubai Eyes, so you mm-hmm. understand it. Texts yeah. come in. People say, this is the worst program I've ever heard in my life. And, and they'd keep texting in. I can't believe you're saying all this stuff, blah, blah. And I'm going... They're texting in that they hate something, but they're listening to it to text in. Right. That's a great fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least they are taking the time, yeah. you know, to respond and yeah. to, yeah, to be responsive. Um, yeah. The, um, the response from people overall was great. And we had, uh, I'm happy that um, I have a lot of like musicians, real musicians and people that is in the music industry that really appreciate the, you know, the album and the way yeah. the tracks were, uh, released, you know, the, the, the order of the tracks and the flow of the tracks. Mm. And, how, uh, how did you decide that? Because it does have a very particular flow. How did you decide the flow of the album? So we put, uh, yeah, my, <laughs> my husband helped me. Um, so we put feathers first because I don't know, for me is again, it's my favorite song and I think it's the strongest song. And 
Um, another love is also a strong song, which is the song that you play first. Yeah. And so I said, okay, let's put two strong songs at the beginning and at the end. Mm. And then we put uh, slow it down, sort of in the middle. We put a following song. Um, I think after feathers is nothing feels the same if I'm not wrong. Um, so it's like the flow is like something strong and then something softer mm. and then it, it builds up again and then it goes down again and then it builds up again. So it's like, uh, we try to, you know, make a float. So whomever is listening to the album doesn't get like, you know, sick of it or yeah. tired or be yeah. like, ah, oh, it's the same, you know what I mean? Like different tracks and, uh, and I think it worked. I think it worked. Uh, many people were complimenting that and I'm, you know, I'm happy because I need to have two kinds of reaction I need to have, normal people, normal people that listen to, you know, radio and that they don't, they're not in the music industry, you know, people yeah. that don't understand my, much music, but they appreciate it. I need to have those people tell me what they like and what they don't like about it. And I also have need to have professional, you know, feedback because that's what helps me yeah. as a musician to develop whatever, you know, it needs to be changer uh, what's what's the challenge going to be are there any challenges taking it live because doing studio and you've got the musicians and you put it together and you can tweak the sound mm -hmm. and things and you know a little plug in here a little plug in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, what, what what do you foresee being some of your you know what what what's the going live process like for you the going live process um i think it's mostly it's mo it comes mostly about like the energy that you put in the songs, yeah. like, you know, building up to that point where the song should be, you know, leading to, uh -huh. um, like sometimes if you're not in tune with your musicians, they will not build you up in a way that, you, you know, in the moment that you need to reach the high notes or, right, yeah. you know, to explode or something, you need to work together in order to reach the same point. Mm. Cause as you said, when things are recorded, you don't really have to work on that. I mean, you will, they will just put everything together, master, yeah. mix, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to live show, you need to work together in that sense, you know, um, going to in the same flow, going to the same place, reaching the same place, and, you know, yeah. yeah. So I think that's it. And also, I'm, I know there are my lyrics, but I'm really bad with that. My memory is bad. <laughs> So what do you do? Do you write it? How, how do you, how do you deal with that? I've always wondered, like, it's, it's so bad. I, I, you know, if I'm singing most of the times I will forget the lyrics, but not my own <laughs> lyrics. I mean, my own lyrics, most of them I'm going to remember, right? Because yeah. I wrote them. But when it comes to covers, I need to learn them a lot or I need to have something in front of me yeah. that's, you know, like a sort of a guide or something. Cause I like to say the lyrics the way they are. Some, right. you know, some musicians don't mind much. They will just say something just to cover it but I like to say it the way they were written and then I will forget and then I'll freak out and then I'll forget even more. Yeah. So that's how it works. But I mean, I guess, I think the memory loss comes with flying. <laughs> you think? Yeah, totally. I, I, I'm 100% sure of that. Well, hopefully it'll regenerate. I like think so, yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. You know, with reading more and with like creating more stuff and singing more and practicing, yeah. having more time to do other stuff, you you recover sort of, you know. But I think if there is any, uh, or if there are any uh, crew listening to this podcast, I'm sure they will agree with me that they lost a lot of memory capacity. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted to ask you about your stage name. How did you decide to go with La Ruche? 
La Ruche is basically my first name and my last name put together. Um, Laura Ruchenko. So it's like a cat, you know, like, but the thing is, I didn't choose it. It chose uh, you? It chose me, exactly. <laughs> because um, when, you know, in, even in, in school or high school or at work, my, uh, my friends will call me, here it comes La Ruche. Because in Argentina and, and you know, Latin countries, uh, most of them, not all of them, but we will say, let's say, if your name is Maria, uh, La Maria. You know, okay. so it's it's sort of like a the it's like a presentation yeah. of someone. <laughs> so uh, they, sometimes they used to call me Ruche, and then they will call me here comes La Ruche, like a presenting yeah. my yeah, Ruche yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's that's how it just you know it came up, and then I was like, okay, this is it. I mean, this works. Look, if every, everybody calls me like that without me telling them how to call me, then I think it it should be that name. Yeah. So it's, it's not a, it's not a, you know, it's a bit weird, I think. I don't know how it sounds. For me, it sounds okay because I've had it for a long time, but I don't know. It sounds okay to me. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like a, like a, an artist name because yeah. for me, it's like, that. that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds great. But sometimes I'm foxy. <laughs> <laughs> foxy came from when I did my, you know, I don't know if you've seen some photos. I did a crazy um, hairstyle with some braids. I always wanted to have long braids. Uh-huh. And so I did There's this. a wig for that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> of course there is. Um, but I just wanted to suffer it for myself in my own scalp. <laughs> so uh, we did, um, I, I called someone, so she did this long, beautiful uh, braids, um, like color braids. You know, I, I chose pink, gray, and uh, like blonde. Yeah. And it, it was looking amazing. So I did a photo shoot with that because I was like, I can't not do a photo shoot with this beautiful hair. And then when I took it out, because the thing is my hair is short and very soft, they were selling, they started falling from, from oh, under, okay. you know, so I took it out and first I cut them just to see how they look a bit shorter. Yeah. And then I took them out and my hair was literally like fluffy, you know, it was like huge. <laughs> it looked like I had another wig. And uh, so it was basically so like 1980s. Yeah, totally 80s. I'm thinking, I'm thinking 1980s and, uh, you know, um, Stevie Nicks and all those, they kind of had that, (laughs) you know, that kind of really out there. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yes, I had that crazy hair and, um, I created this alter ego called Foxy because she was Foxy, you know, there was no other name for her. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, my alter ego now, I guess that's, that's her name. And I think as you said, she comes out of my songs as well. What's, yeah. what, so all of this work, you've got a couple of hundred voice memos to yourself. You've got this album out. Are you working on the next one? Yes. Um, so I'm working on singles, mostly okay. than albums. Yeah. Uh, I want to, you know, put out there some songs every now and then, uh, as obviously as often as I can, yeah. um, as often as the, you know, you know, you know productive. Who, you know who else does it like that? Cheryl Crow. Oh, really? Yeah. She, I didn't she know. does singles now. She just said, you know what? Oh, really? And I, I heard an interview with her. So the pricey of the interview is, she said, an album is this complete story. Mm-hmm. And she said, I love telling the complete story, but listeners these days are listening in bite-sized pieces. Yes. They're, they're, they're catching me on Spotify. They're missing the whole story. So she does singles. She said, I just produce singles. And she's yes. happy with that. I think now nowadays what works more is to have singles done. Um, 
if yeah because uh, you know the audience prefers to listen to small bits yeah. and you know then a, a whole album i think the whole album thing it was more uh it's good to put them out though yeah no it's amazing yeah. it's amazing but it was uh, i think more uh, it was a bit older yeah. or if you're like uh, a huge artist like maybe lady gaga if you put an album you know yeah. your fans are gonna listen from the top to bottom yeah. but when you're like sort of a newer, newish artist, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, you know, unless people that listen to you love, 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 love it, then I have a lot of people listen to just the whole thing or people, <laughs> or people just, um, you know, they just don't bother. Yeah. So I think it's better to, you know, to build yourself in your career to uh, keep just putting out there some singles. Awesome. Totally awesome. <laughs> as I'm grabbing a photo as well. Yeah. Laura, I, I think it's time to wrap up the, the catching up show. Yeah, it's it was been, amazing. It's been fantastic. Yeah. We got to listen to some music. Again, let, let everyone know how can we get a hold of your music? I mean, you, you're obviously you go by your stage name, LaRouche. Mm -hmm. You're, you're across all the mediums. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to follow my Instagram, it's LaRouche as well. Uh, everywhere. If you want to listen to you in YouTube, it's uh, LaRouche as well. If you want to watch the video for Slow It Down, you can watch it in LaRouche Vivo, you know, okay. Vivo channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, if you want to listen to the whole album, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, uh, Apple Music. You can buy it on Amazon as well. I encourage uh, everyone to go buy it. Title. Please. I'm sorry. I encourage everyone to go buy it. Please. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you know the the, the support of people and and you know I'm a, I'm an independent independent artist so I do everything myself and for me the support means a lot and so yeah if you have Spotify out there if you're listening to this and you can open your YouTube whatever you have in hand Angami I know that here in, in you know in the Middle yeah, East yeah. Uh, people listen to a lot of Angami yeah. so if you you know if you guys have it, it. Uh, yeah check it out great thank you very much and we'll, we'll be listening and look forward to have another conversation with you in the, in the future thank you so much thank you for listening you have been listening to Catching Up with La Ruche, Laura Daniela Ruchenko, right here on Podaholics. The program's Catching Up. Music brought to you by archesaudio.com, recorded in the podcast suite at Rove Hotels downtown Dubai. Want to find out more about us? www.podaholicswithak.com. Get in touch. Podaholicswithak at gmail.com. Follow us across the socials. You know. Autoholics with a K. Hey, glad you took the time to listen. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. And we're going to do it all again really soon, right here on Podaholics. <laughs>